Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Well, it's Christmas time, pretty baby, and the snow is falling on the Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, the end of the year wrap-up episode, because, yeah, not everybody's doing it, why not do it, you know, just, they're gonna get it done. Oh, look, this came out, remember how much we liked it? Yes, very much so, that's fantastic. Uh, shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage Tools for the next two and a half or three hours or thereabouts. We will do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the highlights, the lowlights, and the layers of 2018. Layers? Um, I'm, yes, like onions or Parfait. Hair. I don't know if everybody likes Parfait. Not everybody likes Parfait. You meet anybody, you say you want some Parfait, they say, hey, no, I don't want no Parfait. I'm Alex Gonzalez, and currently we have a donkey in the studio, too. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Welcome. Really? Yes. Okay. I look like him. Uh, mm, okay. And that works. And hey, you know, because honestly, each day's a gift. That's why it's called the present. Sure. Mm-hmm. See, I'm getting the holiday thing going on here. Oh, uh-huh. Whoa. Humbug. <laughs> uh, hi, Alex. Hi, Dave. I remember to say hi this time. I didn't just jump into the list. It's all good, buddy. Like last it's all episode. Good. Uh, all right. So it's the it's the year end wrap up because of course everyone's doing year end wrap up, so we should do. Well, not everybody, but most everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and hey, why not? We can go and you know, hey, look. There's stuff, and then we. This is what we do. We've been doing it actually for a while. Mm-hmm. The Elvis comes on. You know, it's the Christmas episode. It's that's how it is. Um, but you know who else is making it Christmas for Garage Hammer? Probably our sponsors, right? Sponsors and patrons. That was a horrible transition. That this was fantastic. It's it's magical. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so, as always, you need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer. Um, still not sure why, but we have Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore! They like us. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios for all your MDF and basing needs and cool stuff like that. And Lindsay's Gamer Garrison in Wakanda, Illinois. Not that Lindsay and not that Wakanda, but it's a, still a great store. And the people there are fantastic. Excellent. And hey, now until I don't know if it's till, well, this is coming out on Christmas. It might even be a little later, but, you know, they've been running huge, 
huge deals all throughout the store on stuff, not just not just Games Workshop stuff. So check them out. And uh, we might be having a new commercial for them soon because they're 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 uh, they're doing all sorts of cool stuff over there. So we may have to make adjustments. So for sure, very excited. And then there's the Patreon sponsors, the one percent, the the people who make everything that we're doing here uh, possible. And so, let me take a moment to thank our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, and Christopher Sanders. Our executive producer, Nick Nevpliotis, and once again, everyone who past patrons present patrons and if you're even considering being a patron thank you as well for being the one percent who make this show just (laughs) everything that it is it's actually your guys fault so there we go um and we don't have a voicemail right now however if you wanted to leave a voicemail faithful listener we we now have voicemail we do we do it's at one seven five seven GH show six. That's one seven five seven GH show six. Most international dialers can dial zero zero one seven five seven GH show six. You can call or, at any time. Or it's zero zero one seven five seven four four one four six nine six. If your phone doesn't have num uh, letters. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's like my phone that didn't have a seven. Hmm. Yep. I've told that story before, though, so I'm just going to let that one lie and let the people who know it chuckle. The right people are chuckling right now. Or groaning, depending on what you thought of it when I told it the first seven times. Definitely more the latter than the former. Says you. Says a lot of people. Anyway, (laughs) so... at this point, we should probably take a break, and then we'll come back with the uh, toolbox. Yeah, I haven't done a toolbox in a couple episodes, so. Yeah, we should probably talk about stuff. Sure, sure. Hey, are you a dad yet? No, that was actually going to be part of my other. Oh, <laughs> oh details. Excellent. All right, we'll be back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back with the Toolbox, brought to you by... Chaos Arc Superstore! Chaos Arc Superstore! Chaos Arc Superstore! Chaos Arc Superstore! I was watching He-Man the other day. It reminded me of Chaos Arc Superstore. I don't know why. Oh, because we were calling it Chaos Orco Superstore.
Chaos Orco Superstore? Orco. Because from or- – well, I mean, we were making fun of it because Harrison has never seen it. I'm like, dude, you've never seen it? He's like, I've only seen where they did the L7, what's going on, hey, 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 and then they put He-Man over it. And I'm like, oh, you've never seen this show. You have, And he watched like the first two episodes. He's like, you liked this show? I'm like, no, I was 12. I knew better. But your Uncle Brian, he loved it. Yeah. It was an interesting show. <laughs> Man, it popped up on Netflix. Watch it now. It's insane. Like, you watch it going, what is happening? Like, what? How did this? Who? Oh, it's, it's crazy. It was like that was a lot of the shows from that time period. Because, like, even watching Thundercats, which, great show, but it's not the same now. No. Or the original Transformers up. cartoons. I had fun with those and the and the G.I. Joe. Yeah. The G.I. Joe still got some staying power, but I think the one that has the most staying power has ever is Batman the Animated Series, but that's just me. That is true. Batman the Animated Series was the best of all, and, of, and it was the best of all the Batman. That first one they came out with just Batman the Animated Series. Then they came out with Superman, which was still pretty good. But- no, because it was Superman, and he sucks. <sighs> I don't think he sucks. I just side with Batman more, but I like Superman. Superman's problem is he's like he's almost all powerful. I mean, yes, he's his weakness is a rock. Well, he's also susceptible to lightning, uh, electricity, and magic. Did you not know that? No. Nope. Yeah, that's why Mister Mickey Spitler can mess with him so much. And do you per- know why? I don't know. Well, because that's nobody cares. <laughs> poor Superman. Spe- no, don't poor. Speaking Superman of which, you're going to go see Aquaman. I might. Um, it, it's like, didn't that guy? Uh, his last name's Lim. I think uh, he directed some Fast and Furious movies. I think he did this. That doesn't help. Justin Lim. Um, I'm almost positive it was Justin Lim, and no, he did I'm, like I'm Fast sure. Five and Six. Great. Those hey, those did, you know. Hey, if you want to just eat some popcorn and watch people smash things and drive crazy, it's that movie's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I'm just I want to see the I want to see the shark riders and the eel riders. I don't know if they've got eel riders. Uh, I'm hoping. I do want to see who's playing black or black manta though. Yeah, because he's got the big old bubble head and everything. Just like the he old does, cartoon, and the death laser and everything. I'm looking forward to that part, but I mean, that's probably you know, it's it's a DC universe movie, which means I'm going okay. cautious at best. Sure, but Wonder Woman was good, objectively good. First two acts were great. Third act, eh. okay, but it was better than some of the other ones. True. Justice League, sure. Justice Batman League was v Superman. Terrible. Sure, yeah, no. Um, Suicide Squad had potential. But was still not Smith. very good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think if they can keep it in the same sort of vein as uh, Wonder Woman, I think it won't be that bad. But we'll see. They're too dire. They're too dour. I mean, even for Batman, they're too dour. I also think that Bat- uh, Ben Affleck was a mistake for Ben for Batman, but... That's just me. I didn't mind him, but that's neither here nor there. We're getting way into the whole weird area here that people are like, you should get back to things that are important things. So uh, the toolbox. Would we should I suppose we should talk about our hobby. We probably should because we've been doing a little bit of it. 
yeah, so what have you been doing? Um, well, I finished my Eidolon for my Deepkin. Nice. As well as my third unit of 10 Thralls and a Soul Render. So my army for like the tournament season is done. I have a couple of variable lists of the stuff that I've painted. Um, so at this point, I'm just going back through and just painting as I go. And I put together about 90 Moon Clan Grots. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it's part of the new project that I'm working on uh, for AOS 2, like how I always do a new Grot army with every edition. Uh, so I've got a good chunk of those put together, and I'm going to be starting to strip my squigs here in the next coming weeks, so this way I can do some new colors on them. Um, and then I've been really just kind of cleaning and organizing. Not too much else. It's been pretty quiet over here on the hobby front. How about you? You've been busy. Well, I mean, it's a it's a relative term. I mean, we haven't done a, a toolbox in, I think, the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So um, I built the Blackstone Fortress and started to take a shot at that, and then it got late, and everybody was like, well, let's do this later. So I'm going to do that later, I guess. Um, I built Speed Freaks, and we played Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks is fun and super fast-paced, and it's kind of dumb, but it's still kind of fun. Um, and then I was sitting, and I, I was, I've been... <sighs> I, had, I really have to make a decision on what I want to do here, but um, I took all my grave guard and my skeletons and I rebased them, and so now I'm changing them purple. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, they're going to match up with Nagash, and I didn't want to reach. I, I didn't. I mean. I didn't strip them. I'm not. I can't. Like they're too fragile to strip at this point, you know, because they're skeletons. So I'm just kind of redoing the paint job and just putting purple on all the cloth and all the metal to make it sort of nagashi is just already kind of taking a while and getting annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just to take a break, I built the uh, what is it? The I the uh, Grotz. Group for Warhammer Zarbags gets. That's it. Zarbags gets because that's what I'm going to take to uh, Wapaka because I don't know how good they are. I haven't played them too much, um, but they look like a lot of fun. So I'm like, I'm gonna play this. They are. Uh, then what else? So forty Graveguard are now have purple armor and, and cloth, and I'm talking like base coat, like two thin layers of purple. All that armor, and I mean, I've been I, how, how long have I had that green? Death Army, like a long time, as long as I've known you. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's it's about a ten year old, and I'm just like, I, I'm not buying all these again. <laughs> I'm not crazy, so I'm just repainting it. But it, it it's kind of soul crushing to sit there and be doing this. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have to redo everything on this. Um, but I did it, and I got about fifteen skeletons done, and uh, I had that Skype. Uh, paint hangout with some of the Patreon patrons, and I'm planning more for the Christmas break, because why not? I'm on Christmas break. Um, but that's where I'm at. Oh, and then I did the 20 um, Chain Rasp Horde. I'm like kind of halfway done with them. Like I got the ghosty part done, and then I started putting on the black on all the cloaks. And what I'm hoping to do is just go up to uh, 
I'm just going to highlight it up to a somewhat dark purple, but I just okay. want that to be the highlight. So it looks like the cloak, the cloak is still dark, but that highlight comes up to just a dark purple. So there's something to tie it in with the rest of the my uh, death army. Sure. But I'm trying to get all this done, and I want to get it done for Wapak, and now I'm going, you know what? I should probably have a, a better list figured out before I'm just kind of randomly repainting all my stuff. Mm-hmm. So once I figure that out, then I'll I'll focus a little more. But I'm thinking no more repainting stuff that I have already got painted, and just let's get some stuff done that needs the the first job to get it and make sure I get that list done. So I don't know. There's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of little all over the place jobs. You know. So that's what I'm. That's what I absolutely. Lots of little all over the place jobs. So and. uh that's it for my hobby. So, uh, what about you? You doing any gaming? Yeah. So, I just uh, Cataclysm Games, which is one of the stores out by me, just held a team part or a team tournament. Ah. Uh, so, I partnered up with my buddy Andrew. Uh, he's the two of us went to school together at NIU. Uh, we were on the same floor. We didn't know each other. We didn't know that we played uh, gaming. So for the miniatures and stuff. So I needed a partner because John Wenger, who I was going to partner with again, uh, he had a work function come up. So Andrew drove all the way down and we did uh, a Legion of Blood zombie dragon list. And I took a star drag. Oh. Uh, Doing a little double dragon. Uh, We ended up taking the event. Um, I don't know how, but... Uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of great tables, a lot of great people. Uh, we ended up playing against uh, Mark and Isaiah Ramzik on the top table. Uh, they were doing Zinch and Corn, and Mark has been working on a forgeled greater demon of Corn, the big bloodthirster. Right. Um, he's taking his time with it because he's trying to do this right. Um, he took the whip out of the left hand, and he's got it bent this way. What he's going to do is he's going to have the bloodthirster standing on top of a ruined star drake, like prying its mouth open to bring the axe down on its head. Oh, wow. So I was playing a star drake, and we were doing the shifting priorities uh, battle plan, and Andrew and I were way up on points real quick. Um, So they were out of a position to come back and score the game, but... Mark made it a point that he wanted his bloodthirster to kill my Star Drake, and he did because it's a bloodthirster, and I had already lost my Castellan to keep him alive. So now uh, Mark is intending on painting the Drake on his base to look like my Star Drake. Oh, oh. well. Um, now granted, I did the box color scheme for my star drake itself not for the armor and stuff right so it's just gonna work out anyway but now it's just like okay now you earned your star drake so now you can go ahead and do it um so we had that going on and then i've been playing a lot of warhammer champions on my phone Uh, not so much in person as much as i would like but i've been doing a lot of warhammer champions because i'm on hold all day with insurance companies so oh yeah yeah i've been doing a lot of that so but what level just, are you, you know, at? You probably wait. Um, three hundred and three. Oh, I mean, and where are you at on the ranked thing? I'm in gold one right now. Seriously? Race, yeah. 
No, that's not even the top, buddy. I'm like two brackets below. Oh, well, when season one finished. Hey, man, I'm just telling you when I when we did season one, I finished in platinum one. So that's the top, top, like two and a half percent. I was in silver two and right now I'm in like bronze two. So, yeah, there's definitely more people playing, which I think is part of what's been pushing back. Um, and people are coming up with ways around the Gordrak list that you and I have been playing for a while. I haven't uh, even been playing that anymore. I've, I changed my list up completely on that. Ooh. Okay. We have to talk because I've been doing more Deepkin with uh, Voltornis getting added in Onslaught. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I went right to them and it's like, yep, we're good. I need more sharks, but you know. No, I've been uh, I've been playing uh, two different orc lists. One uh, with uh, uh, um, not the recruiter. I don't think. I think the uh, the other one. But then the I loudmouth. Yeah, and then I took two of the um, the beast rider. The ones where when you drop a beast unit, it automatically flips it forward one. Oh, the savage boss. Yeah, a couple of those worked pretty good. And then I got like a savage uh, wizard orc, and that's been fun. Huh. Um, and then I've been trying out an ogre list, but they're hard to play. But they do. They are. They're hard to play. But uh, the, the fire belly, um, uh, a little grot shaman, and the two boar rider dudes, where they can move things forward so you can take almost all beasts. Mm-hmm. If you can get a decent draw, you can just start handing out five and ten points of damage on almost every turn. And yeah. then it goes quick. It's stupid, but it's fun. I love this game. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest problem is that the, the like the the app game is so good that it's like you're playing this. I'm playing this more than I'm playing the cards. And I've gone to the local game store and you want to play the card game. And then people are like, oh, we can play right here on our phone. I, I don't have any cards, but I got all this stuff I scanned and did. I'm like, I, I, I would love to play actually like cards and play against a person. Of course you know you don't make any mistakes or there's no accidental misplayment misplaying when you play online but still I you also like- have more cards when you're playing online because you can create them in the app or you can get them in the boosters okay um yeah no warhammer champions is fantastic in fact it's so fantastic while we had to take a break uh through the magic of editing uh, a few minutes ago i got into games while we were taking a quick break so that game's kind of awesome so yes what other gaming you got that is pretty much it it has been pretty quiet over here See, I've been playing a lot of other games because, you know, like Chris will come by or something like that or Brandon will come by and then you'll have a few people over and they don't always want to play AOS. So uh, I did get to play Speed Freaks and uh, that game's fun. It's mm-hmm. uh, I only did the one scenario, uh, which basically rolled up basically Demolition Derby. Um, and things 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 die really fast, actually, in this game because you do a lot of smashing and blowing things up. But I had some good fun with that. Um, we started the Warhammer Club, uh, or we have the Warhammer Club at my school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer Community put out that thing. If you want to start a club at your school, get in touch with us. And I did. And uh, it was actually really cool. You get uh, Once they confirmed I was at a school and we were actually doing this club, 
uh, you, they, they send you a little care package with stuff for the club. And there's even stuff like if you're doing going with younger kids, there's like little lesson plans and things you could do to tie in some of the narrative and the stories and things like that to actual um, <laughs> educational outcomes. So I was like, this is pretty cool. But uh, so this we last Wednesday, we were just there and we had some new guys there and um, we just played some Warhammer Quest with them and they were having a blast. So. We did some of that. Um, Christopher brought over Twilight Imperium and subjected me to Twilight Imperium, which is sort of like Star Trek Ascendancy, only with just a lot more moving parts, so it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he brought over a game from the like l- mid-'80s, I think, uh, called Shogun, which is sort of like a little bit I like I used Risk. to play that with my dad. Uh, where you get the three – you get your three generals, and you get – it looks like Risk mm-hmm. Ford. Yeah. Yep, that and game. the swords. Everybody had the sword. Yeah, and there was the one ninja hopping around. Yeah, no, I played it with my dad all, all the time. We hadn't played it. I don't know if Chris ever played it, or if he hadn't played it in a long time. We pulled it out. He must have because everything was put together and stuff. But we pulled out the rules. No one had played it in forever, and we had a game of that. That game was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won, which made it even more fun. Of course. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I actually just really thought I was going to lose, so I just sort of set up and and just went all out. I went bet heavy to win heavy, and it worked. And it shouldn't have probably worked, but it worked. I got some good rolls at crucial moments. Uh, and then been playing, obviously, Champions and uh, some Warhammer Underworlds because I'm trying to learn how to play these. I like the new Warhammer Underworlds. Yes. The Magic Night cool. Vault Warbands are... Yeah. Um, the, the, the spells you got to roll dice and you just, you know, try to piece together how things are going to move and what's going on. Um, there's some really fun elements to it. I mean, the game was already fun and the stuff they, they added, I felt added to it. Didn't just seem like we're just trying to put some more stuff in here. Yeah. They're riskier. Well, I mean, it's all gambits now, but it's a riskier form of a gambit because you actually have to roll dice to see if it works. Whereas like other Warbands that don't have access to magic, they just get the guarantee effect. Right. So, but it's kind of fun. I like playing the random. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the with the with the grots, it's going to be even crazier. Because if you keep them in a clump, you could like move your whole thing for one action. Like hey, everybody, everybody moves. Oh, that's dumb. That's uh, yep. Here we come. Horde mm-hmm. oh grots and a couple of squigs. So. Yes, the squigs are the more important things, but, you know. <laughs> uh, and so I did a lot of all those different things. Mm-hmm. So having a good time with it and trying to get some other stuff done. Should we move to other? Yeah. You got some others? Yeah, I got two. So um, for Adepticon, we are still working on processing the wait list. We are still playing high-stakes uh, Tetris with trying to make things appear with regards to adding more tables and trying to figure out what we can do to add more tables and clear through the wait list. Uh, so we did make some headway on that one. So we are working on it. Please be patient. Please be patient with us guys. I know there's a lot of you that are still on the wait list uh, and we are actively trying to get through all of it. It's just, it's a lot to ask for right now. So we are trying, we are working. Um, and then the second one is we're going to have a baby. Uh, so we are, well, not you and me. Oh, uh, fortunately, nobody could handle that baby. Woo. <laughs> um, I mean, they're supposed to look like wrinkly old men when they come out anyway, but Jesus. 
Anyway, uh, so Carrie and I are uh, going to be inducing on the 23rd. Um, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this on Christmas, and if you're listening to this on Christmas, stop and go spend time with your family. No, um, hey, look, you think that, hey, everybody's got different family situations. I understand this, but still. There were times when I wish I had a podcast to listen to instead of listening to my family. I'm just throwing that out there. Sure. Or maybe you don't um, celebrate Christmas. Or if you don't, that's fine, too. But in any event, uh, so we'll be inducing on the 23rd. So more than likely, we're going to have a baby on Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Day. If they're inducing on the 23rd, you're probably going to have a baby on the 23rd. No, we're starting at 8 o'clock Sunday night. Oh, what? There, It has to do with the medications that help the process along. Oh, okay. They take time to kick in. So we go in the night of the 23rd. We get the medicine. We probably sleep overnight. And then the 24th, stuff starts to move. So Interesting. we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's a new process that I want to get to on the air because, um, yeah, we will figure that out. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, it it is what it is. Harrison we'll figure it out. Alien. We'll figure it out. My brother was a forceps baby, so ah. he had to get rolled on his head for a while to like take the cone away. So no, it is what it is. But. Uh, so we've got that coming up, and hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll have a munchkin out. I'm so happy for you. I'm slightly terrified, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> that's, that's to be expected with the first baby, but it's it's cool. It's yeah. cool. So we'll see how – it's just been a really long week, like multiple hospital trips, and it's just been bananas. Mm. So – but it's okay. Um, and then other than that, I watched Daredevil Season 3 just in time for them to cancel it. So great timing, Netflix. Um, I didn't watch it yet. Uh, it's good. I have not seen the latest season of any of those four. Whatever the I've last only watched was. Daredevil. I haven't watched The Defenders. I haven't watched uh, Iron Fist. I haven't watched uh, Jessica Jones, although I am going back for Jessica. Um, season one of Jessica Jones is really good, and actually, uh, uh, Luke Cage was pretty good. At least season one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going back for those, uh, just in time for them to cancel it, which is it just sucks because they have a decent group of people putting the show out compared to the movie. Um, <laughs> which God help me, I mean. No, there was like the redeeming quality of that movie was Jennifer Garner, and even then she didn't do that well with Electra. No, that movie was but, not very good. No, in fact, and Colin it was pretty Farrell, terrible. It was pretty awful. So, like when they do one that's good, and they get the perfect guy for Kingpin, they get Charlie Cox doing uh, the Daredevil role, and then they introduce a good bullseye. A really good bullseye, and now they're going to cancel it. Awesome. Uh, I don't quite understand what Netflix is doing sometimes, but what are you going to do? I think it's because the Marvel stuff is owned by Disney now. Yeah, and see, and I read that, and then I also read one. I wanted at least one of the 
actors on it had said that that had nothing to do with it. But what do they know necessarily? They're not the producers. Yeah, so, it's also the money involved with making those shows compared to the money they take in. So who knows? Well, we have no idea what that is because they don't tell you how many people watch anything. So no, but it's all right. Uh, so yeah, that's been. Pretty much it with me. How about you? You got any other? Well, I did, but compared to having a baby, and, and, and you know, I mean, this looks pretty tame. Uh, I saw Spider Man, the Spider Verse, you know, the animated thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, actually. I was pleasantly surprised at the quality. Yeah, I've heard it was good. I just haven't gone and seen it yet. No, I, I liked it. I, I, I. The animation style was a little weird. In fact, a part of it, I was like, am I watching a 3D movie and I don't have glasses? Hmm. Because that was just, maybe it was, I don't know. But, um, and when I was watching the animation, even in all the previews where they were pushing the heck out of it, I'm like, I don't know if I like this animation. But it kind of worked. It actually worked. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, and you know what? I think that's going to be it. I had a book I listened to on Audible but I'm not 100% certain I want to recommend it or not. It was okay. Um, I don't know that the ending paid off very well. Although I did listen to that, uh, the new Gotrek Gurnison audible mm. with Brian Blessed being uh, Gotrek, you know, the Birdman dude from Flash Gordon. Yep. Yeah, he was good. That was a great book. Um, and then they had, like, at the end of the book, they had some interviews with the. Uh, the different voice actors and stuff. Um, I really liked it. I mean, it's. I mean, okay. We know I, I love all the Gotrek and Felix stuff. So for me, it was you know I was probably already inclined toward it, mm-hmm. but it was really the the audio drama was really top notch. It was so good. I had so much. I. It's, Probably my favorite thing I've heard from GW on Audible so far. Um, wow. did a nice job with it. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I'm going to end it with that. Um, and I got some addendum stuff that's not really toolbox, but we don't do a new segment because this should kind of go into the other, I guess. Um, they did announce on Warhammer Community that those young adult novels for Warhammer are hitting in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to do uh, audio books for them too and it's the uh, AOS one is being read by Billy Piper and the 40k one is David Tennant yeah I'm kind of excited for that I like them They've, both yeah and they're also doing that animated series for uh, the Blood Angels Angels of Death did you, yeah. uh, did you see that yes the preview looks pretty cool of course, the preview for uh, Ultramarine's movie looked pretty cool, and that was not pretty cool. Um, so we can hope. Yeah, but yeah, I got my fingers crossed. I mean, I'll check it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the FAQs dropped yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to look at them, and we ain't going to talk about that today. So, No. Yeah, whatever for that. Well, by the time this release, they'll have been out for a while, but so... You, if you want to know about the FAQs, go on the internet and 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 bring some. Just be careful on the internet. Yeah, um, it's it's been a little rough. Like I haven't been following it as much as I probably should have. But given everything that goes on, great. I don't care. Uh, it just, folks, just process it. It's not perfect, and adjustments will be made as appropriate. So just 
if you have any feedback, they do have an email address that you can send into, and everything gets taken into consideration. So, yep, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, so that's it for then for the toolbox. Um, let's take a break and come back and talk about all the cool stuff that happened in the past year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it. <laughs> yes, there was, and we're gonna give it all to you in graphic granular detail or actually probably not because i don't remember all of it i gotta be honest so uh if i didn't have this list we'd be in trouble so we'll be back oh yeah Okay, listeners, what's the number one rule of hobby gaming? Okay, well, the number one rule of hobby gaming is don't buy more models than you can paint, but we all break that rule constantly. So what's the real number one rule of hobby gaming? Support your friendly local gaming store. And my friendly local gaming store is Lindsay's Gamer Garrison in Wakanda, Illinois. No, not that Wakanda. And no, not that Lindsay. So why Lindsay's Gamer Garrison? What do they have to offer? First, they carry everything Games Workshop. 40K, AOS, Blood Bowl, Necromunda, Kill Team, all the paint line. They even have Black Library books. They offer special discounts every day. And if you do go in there and there's something out of stock, special order discounts that you won't believe. After you buy all your models, feel free to stay and paint them at their fully stocked, totally free to use painting station. And then, once your army's ready, sign up for one of Lindsay's monthly tournaments. That's right, they have a local one-day event every single month, alternating between 40K and AOS. And that's still not all. Monday is Build and Paint Day. Come in on Monday, work on your latest project, you get a raffle ticket. Come in and play Warhammer on Saturday, get a raffle ticket. Now, what's the raffle? Every month, two winners receive a $50 gift card to use on GW Products just for coming in and playing and painting and being part of the community. And that's not even all you get for coming in and being a part of the community. Come in for that Saturday gaming where you get a raffle ticket. You also earn a Lindsay's Gamer Token. And when you have eight tokens, you can turn them in and get free entry into one of the tournaments that I just mentioned earlier. And that's why I love Lindsay's Gamer Garrison. Fully stocked with all the GW product you could want, and they're doing their best to reward you for being part of the gaming community. What more could you ask for? A place to play, a place to build, a place to paint, a place to hang out, and a place that rewards you for being there. Folks, if you're looking for one place that will satisfy all your hobby needs, you have to come and see Lindsay's Gamer Garrison in Wakanda, Illinois. We are back. Here we are. It's the Yule Tide. It's the Christmas time. It's the time to talk about stuff we already talked about. 
We're going to talk about it all at once. Yeah, we're going to jam it all together and make a big sandwich out of it, and then we're going to devour it together as things are done that way. Great. <laughs> I'm trying. We start. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, if we jump in the Wayback Machine here, we can flip back and we can look back. Okay, first of all, just a lot of stuff came out. Um I remember it being in different groups, you know, uh, you know, uh, whether they're WhatsApp groups or Twitter threads or stuff. And I remember people were all worried. Oh man, I heard there's only going to be like two releases or maybe three tops this year from Games Workshop. You know, they got something new coming, but it's, we're not. We're just not going to see that much. It's going to be all 40k. Wrong. It was lots of stuff. It was pretty jammed. Yeah, and then, what like seven books? I think. So. Well. I think it was I think it was five battle tomes, but then the other books. No, it was seven battle tomes. Was it one, two, three, four, five? Wait, I don't have everything written down. Then oh no, there they are. Oh yeah, it's because two came out at once. Yes, okay, that's what happened. So yeah, seven battle tomes, a new edition, a couple extra. Oh, it's so much stuff. Um, So let's uh, let's roll back uh, to January really quick when the Magikin of Nurgle came out. Mm -hmm. First book of the new year, new style for the books uh, with the covers and the writing and the wording. this also came with some new models uh, that a lot of people may not have been expecting. The new Plastic Great and Clean one, the Feculent Gnarlmaw, the, what do you call them, the Puscoil Blightlords. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Sloppity Bile Piper. I forgot the about Bile him. Piper, the Spoiled Pox Scrivener. Uh, I forgot the about new the Beast Bile Nurgle. I yeah, was there was a lot that came out in this release. And granted, some of our new models are like replacing older ones, like the GUO and the Beast, but still, those are models in need of a redo anyway. Yeah, now, what did you think? Uh, I mean, that Great Unclean one is awesome. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Do they still sell the Forge World Great Unclean one on the Forge World? Yeah. Site? Is there any reason to buy that one? He's got new rules. He's got. He's pretty good. Like as a model wise, he's. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful model, but it's. I mean, it's also isn't it a lot more expensive? I don't know. Are the rules that different? Uh, There's some differences. Uh, It just if you're a Nurgle guy, then you're gonna want it because the forge old level of detail is so much better than the plastic, even though the plastic is really good uh, for a plastic model. Uh, they definitely stepped up their game in the modeling department, regardless. But yeah. as we go through the year, um, it's just the Forgeal Great and Clean one is still one of my favorite Forgeal models. Period. Oh sure. So if I was doing Nurgle, I would probably still look to pick it up, regardless. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I mean, just you know, I, I was talking from a budget standpoint. Oh, this Great and Clean one is top notch. It really is, and it's pretty. It's pretty inexpensive well, for what you're getting. For the size of the model that you get, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's about the same size as the Forge World one, isn't it? He's actually a little bigger, CG-based. like taller. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with either of them. But They're that's both a 
Awesome. First of all, it's a great start to the year. Just it looks so mm-hmm. good. Now, is this now the summoning? Yeah, this is the first iteration we got of summoning points. Of summoning points, and so did it. Now, I'm, I'm trying to remember because my memory is not that good. It's okay. Um, did this make summoning? Did you still need uh, point like, reinforcement points? Yes, because yes. that was a first edition thing for Age of Sigma. Yeah. Where anything you summoned, you had to have points set aside to summon. So, so it introduced a new mechanic. It took the ability out of the War Scrolls to summon them via spells. Um, right. Because that's what it used to be. And then it went to the summoning points with the Contagion. So, But again, you still have to set aside points. So the only thing it was really used for at the beginning was to summon more trees. Uh, to do the bonuses for your army and to do the Mortal Wound Splash. Right, so you had this tree, and that was where stuff got summoned near the trees, because mm-hmm. um, corn had already done this sort of summoning points with the blood tithe points, right? Yeah, if you got to eight, you could put a unit out. Right, but again, that still cost reinforcement points. Right, but I mean, this isn't the yeah, but and that was just one. It wasn't like a long laundry list of things. Once you got to eight, you could mm-hmm. put out a unit. So, yeah, it didn't give you a chart. This is the first time you got something like this. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, where you can summon them, placing down the trees, adding all this stuff. I thought this was really cool, and uh, I know Brandon who was playing Nurgle was just like, "This is amazing." Yeah, like, and it also introduced the wheel. Uh, oh, yeah, which was the f- first time we saw the Legion's abilities affected by the battle round. Uh, definitely not going to be the last this year. No, we saw a lot of those. This is definitely the year of the battle round giving you uh, different effects. Mm-hmm. This one is interesting because you can mess with it a lot. You can mess with it more than the other two. Yeah, like, I mean, know, yeah, they they you can you can pick things. You you wind up giving up stuff when you're picking these things to get them. Here, it's going to be changing constantly, and, you, and the messing with it ability is huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, this is a, this was a, 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 a this was a you're starting off the year with a home run, really. I yeah. think on all levels, even if you didn't like the two the Scrivener or the Bile Piper, if you didn't like the models very much or you thought their lore was silly, this was still a top notch release. Because mm-hmm. um, even if you just put out Naromaws, because did you have to pay points for Naromaws? Those were free. No, those they? were free. And if you just those used your free. points for that, suddenly you transform the whole board. And I remember playing a game. Like that one. And next thing I knew, it was like there was one, and then there was two, and then there was four, and then I'm like, what's going on? And yep. you, you can't get away from taking wounds because they're everywhere. And Nurgle's Garden is pop is proliferating right in front of your eyes. It's, it was it was neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. But then what I liked even more was February. Yeah. We had Malign Portents, uh, which... This one, I liked what they did with it, uh, with the prophecy points and everything like that. I just, there wasn't enough follow up with it. I feel like it was released and just kind of sat there for well, a little bit. It felt a little stagnant. And it's it's sort of a setup for malign sorcery. So yeah. you've got an inexpensive rule book bringing in characters and plot points. For the narrative, for the story that's going on, for second edition, yeah, yeah, um, and then 
as you, you, we know it's leading up to this thing, and a second edition is coming, which was a poorly kept secret that second edition was coming. Uh, especially didn't there wasn't there? Didn't somebody say something that they shouldn't have said on the live feed during oh, Warhammer TV? I could have sworn somebody somebody made some weird comment and accidentally let slip something. Um, that things were you know, coming down the pike, but. I like what it did. Um, it just didn't seem to have staying power. Yeah, and it did bring in four new models that were uh, gorgeous. Every one yeah. of them was pretty cool. Yeah, it wasn't the biggest for the Ordinator, but the other three top-notch models. So I everyone like the got Ordinator. He's okay. Ordinator. I hate the mustache, but that's okay. <laughs> Eradicator. Yes. So we had that, but we had the Fungoid Cave Shaman, the oh, yeah. Dark Earth War Queen, and then the First Knight of Shrouds. So had a lot of cool models with that. And then seemingly appropriately, we also had Legions and a Gash, uh, Death Resurgent, and holy smoke, did Death get some love. And this is, this was, now you get, uh, you're placing down grave markers. So now you mm-hmm. can summon from certain places. Um, the re- the idea of re- re- refreshing, you know, just get a lot more way to put u- models back, as opposed to summoning new units, right? And I I like I mean that's this is how always how I've loved playing the Death Army. You know that I, I mm-hmm. put out some models and let them grow and grow and grow. Now, granted, they still can't grow past their starting size, right? Um, although is isn't there one? In the flesh eater courts that can There's some sort of rule Something you can do and they can go past their size I thought there was but No not outside of match play mm-hmm. They can do it with the courtiers um, But That's if you're playing match play You can't go above a starting size Okay I thought that that was something that you could I can't remember Because um, I thought it was crazy But you get more of the summoning You know you get replenishing You've got uh you can summon up units through the uh, through the grave sites. Um, there's no chart on this one, though, is there? No, but you got six different allegiance abilities. Uh, Nagash and the Mortarks each got their own set of allegiance abilities, plus Soul Blight, plus Generic Death. Right, and but I'm just talking about summoning units. There, they they actually just listed them as summonable. Yes, that's just so that affects what the spells do to them. That the grave sites heal them. That they added the deathly invocations to all the characters, which is where they get to heal wounds onto summonable units. Yeah. So they did a lot with death. They made them more resilient. They made them more dynamic with regards to like the summoning out of the grave sites for like deep striking, as it were. Where you set up a unit in the ground and you pop it up, and then you're moving. So right. It changed the dynamic of that army. Very much so. And Even with no new models. Yeah, that was a little disappointing, but um, there was, there's new stuff around the corner that we didn't necessarily know about. So, Yep. Although I would have liked to have seen like, maybe the Black Coach, since that's in this book. And now, the new... the Well, you know, I'll ask about that later. Um, but I got to... Okay, 
and I wanted to talk about this real quick. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna start this now because we're gonna see this happening. But I have a feeling we're gonna see this type of thing happening in there in the as the additions. Um, you know, in, in a few years when we get new additions, um, it seems that before that you know we had a, a couple of these different books. Um, coming out with a bunch of different rules in them. And then when the new edition rules come out, they sort of incorporate some of the cool things that these little campaign books uh, gave us. And then right after right after the new edition comes out, we have a couple of more campaign books kind of explaining the story as the story moves along. And I just feel like we're going to – we're gonna. This, is, this seems to be the start of a pattern maybe. Where you'll get some some different campaigny stuff, cool stuff that you can that you can start incorporating into your games, and then once you get the new edition, that'll all just be in one spot with all the new things that they did. Um, yeah, the 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 nice thing about it being that they you know they can come up with these whatever goes really well is really well liked, they can incorporate into the new the whole new rule set. And if stuff doesn't seem to be received too well, they can they can let it drop by the wayside. But I think we're going to see this um, mm-hmm. coming going forward. That's um, just my guess. After we're looking back at this year, I'm like, oh, there's definitely a pattern here. And if and if these other patterns hold true, then maybe this one does. But that's just my idea. So I don't know. Um, let's move on to March. Yes, marching on. We have the daughters of Cain. Yeah. Which had some of the best promo and hype videos. Oh no, kidding! Ever been shot? Um, just the sound, just the quality of the teasers, the quality of what they're talking about, and they used the portent stuff to feed right into this. Um, I, I don't know who the lady was doing the voiceover, but the actress, oh, yes, she perfect. Oh, she nailed it! It was so good. I was so jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get these dramatic, uh, you know, little bits in there, and it's like, oh, the animation style was right. I mean, everything worked. It was, it was so good. And then you get this amazing release. Um, you get Marathi, who I believe is the first double model. Like that, she, like both. It's not. Oh, you could buy this, and you can make these things or those things. You make these two things, and they are both the same thing. Like it's it. Halfway through the game, we may you may switch over to that other model. That's like that was pretty cool. Yeah, the Lord of Chaos has an ability to turn into a spawn or a demon prince. But that's not. But but that's not. And the if same you don't thing. own a spawn or a demon prince, you, you don't do anything. You can't do anything like this. The model comes. With both versions, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you bought the, yeah, because I thought about that one, but I'm like, no, but you'd if you bought them and they all came in one kit, mm-hmm. so like this could happen. Then I would be like, okay, yeah, but no, this is a single kit, double model, gonna swap in the game, and they're both so good. Yes, oh. especially Marathi, like the Shadow Queen version. The High Oracle is great, but it's not the Shadow Queen version. That the Shadow King is the full snake, right? That's the full snake, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this uh, the the snake ladies, the the flying ladies, like the Malusais, the Canaries. Yep, you know all the names. That's good. Somebody should. I didn't bother to double check them and look them up as I was writing this down. Um, it's, it's every one of them. Like, there's not a bad one in the bunch. 
Yeah, I mean, we only got three new boxes, essentially, for this release, between uh, Marathi, the Snakes, and the Canari, because the other ones had been out already. The Witch Elves, and the Brolocks, and the uh, Cauldron Kid. So, there wasn't a lot of, like, new, new models, but it was a reinvention of an army. But didn't and, they change some of the stuff around with the different cauldrons and that? Because they make yeah, so many they things did now. Add some, yeah, they did add some additional options uh, for I'm, fielding. And they changed the Blood Arc Medusa completely yeah. uh, as far as the War Scroll. So they did a lot with existing kits. And the Avatar the, of Cain, the giant statue, can come to life like like Harryhausen-type mm-hmm. stuff. And, come, and he can come off the – you can make so many things with that yeah. kit. Mm-hmm. Like depending on what, how you make the big, the whatever the shrine, the the rack, the big, de- depending on who you put on and who you keep off of it, you can make a two, three, four models out of this kit. I think. Yeah, and it's the only way to get all your plastic, all your characters is in this box, except for Marathi. Yeah, yeah, you got to buy a couple of them then. Yep, which but, you were going to do anyway. Exactly. It's like, oh, look, I could build it one of four ways on here, and then the other three options, I could just build them separate. Mm-hmm. So now I've got two shrines and, like, what, four or six character models off on the side? You know, it, whether or not you want to use them, I mean, you know, maybe you don't want a couple of Medusas off on the side, but the, you get them. Mm-hmm. It, the value of that kit increases exponentially with all the different things you can make. Exactly. So that was a great release. Uh, more rules based on the game round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we saw the reintroduction of the temple system, like how they did for the Karajan overlords, where it built into the Allegiance abilities. Oh, right. Not necessarily a battalion. Like we had seen with the different war groves and the Stormcast Stormhost up to this point. So it was just baked into your Allegiance abilities. But if you took those things, you got locked into certain things. So, yeah, and yeah, we start to see that happening a lot. I forgot about that. That was that. Yeah, and you don't have. They drop the whole. You have to paint them to look like this to get the rules, or if you paint them, yeah. like yeah. So, that took a little bit of doing, but it's all good now. Yes, so, it is. We saw them, and then, and then if the, you didn't get the enough best elves, egg, yeah. But the best Easter egg was in the back of that book, in the ally section for Daughters of Cain. It lists Ideneth Deepkin. Oh, yeah. Everybody caught that right away. What are these? And then they show them off at Adepticon, and it's like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. Um, Something completely new. So new and just not – I mean, even down to their – okay, not as good as the Morathi – promos in fact i would say not as good as any of the other promos necessarily but just the the shipwreck thing in the fish tank Mm -hmm. i just every time i watched i was like spongebob yes but it was funny you know and uh there's your little drop and everyone was freaking out you know because we've been talking about fishmen they've been talking about fishmen armies since before i was playing this game yeah and so here they are, but they're elves. Fish elves with no eyeballs. That's or a hair. gutsy move. Is it? 
to, to, to sculpt stuff up with no eyes, like maybe it's easier for the sculptor. I don't know. But just to, to say these guys are eyeless, like they've they've evolved to not. I mean, it's just flat. It's not like their eyes are closed. There's a solid. There's a unbroken solid skin there. It was kind of cool. I I. Mm-hmm. It's 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 weird. There are parts of it that are weird. There are parts of it that are a little off off putting. That's why I thought it was kind of a gutsy move, just because you know I know the first. Oh, wait, why don't these guys have eyes? Like, and you can explain it in the story, but I still look at them on like these guys don't have eyes. Like they don't have them. It's not that they're closed mm-hmm. or they're sewn shut or they do anything like that. It's just that no, they're not born with them, which is a weird thing. Because no matter how far down you are and how far you are, dude, there's no light. There's a weird bioluminescent things. Things have big weird eyes, just to just to just to evolve to you know. We don't need eyes anymore. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a, it, a fantastic and imaginative model range. Um, not a model in there that I can think of that I really didn't like. Yeah, they were all. I don't. I think the weakest thing in there might have been the shark, but even then, the Alapex is just absolutely stellar. And I own four of them. No, they look so, cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the turtle looked pretty cool. From a turtle, and then it's, oh, it looks good. The eyeballless people look good. The, the Marty, the guy jumping out of the water was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, the idol. Now you're just is, showing off. Yeah, and that's what it was. I remember watching that video and just being like dumbfounded of how amazing that miniature was. And, and, and the, still the is. proper paint job takes it over the top. If you don't do a mm-hmm. good paint job on it, it's not going to be as great. But it's still like, oh, look at this, uh, Lotan. I still love that model with his little little octopus the helper. Yeah. yeah, come on, so much. I uh, uh, more and more rules depending on the round number are with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring you in some all new lore. I mean, this this was something fresh. Yes. Um. Like, I think even more so than the uh, Overlords, because Steampunk Dwarden was, it's not like something we hadn't thought of and talked about. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about that forever. Like, nobody expected him to go full on Sky Dwarves. Um, but, I mean, we've been talking forever about make a, a golem of some sort, a clockwork golem. A, uh, a a dirigible like they already had ships and stuff like that. Why wouldn't they use this? Um, so this isn't something that was unexpected. Um, and to say fishmen, this because this isn't like this was not. There was this was not what I would if people talking about fishmen, either half fish, half men, or just like you know Aquaman people. Uh, they're closer to the Aquaman type Atlanteans, but but they're. They're still pretty different, and it's pretty they neat. Are. And the way that they wrote the story was just great. That's part of it. I mean, that's like the same thing with the Flesh Eater Courts. You know, we're not getting new models, but we're kind of changing up the old models and letting you build them different ways and putting a really good story behind them to make you interested. Mm-hmm. And the story with these guys is great. The forgetting that they're there. Um, 
just the crazy stuff that they do, the reasons that they're all hiding out under the water. Um, Techless's worst guy ever. Great man. times. Great times. He's awesome. No. They need to figure out how awesome he is. No. Need to thank him for bringing them to life. Sure. Hey, well. Worst therapist ever. Well. Anyway. It's not saying mistakes weren't made. I'm saying that, and, and as you're going to find out soon, they don't come with, you know, when you make yourself some children, they don't come with an instruction manual. You're kind of just doing your best and hoping that what you do is right and that they don't hate you for it later. Doesn't always work that way. Mm, it's a little different, but that's okay. <laughs> I, nope. Uh, so, yeah, this one's thumbs up. This one, you, I know you've been building the heck out of this. This is one of your favorites. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be doing an elf army, but nope, I did. Um, this was the first book I got to work on with Workshop and just loved it from the get-go. And it's not disappointed at all. See? So I'm, I'm, the, I'm the lone holdout on all of us who've never built an elf army. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> um, so in May, we just got the continuation of the Deepkin because whole new model range. Because um, that was a in, good four or five weeks of releases because they, 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 they parceled them out so you didn't have to blow your entire savings account in one week. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I and there was a lot to buy. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, and we also got in June the big one. The June-July was just massive with Soul Wars 2nd Edition GHB 2018, Malign Sorcery, Stormcast Eternals, Night Haunt, and the Core Book. That is. All in the span of a few weeks. That's five books that month alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, dude, this is all good. And, you know, I was so happy <laughs> that when I got towards Adepticon and I was just like, you know what? I, I have all this stuff. I mean, I'm keeping my 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 old dwarf army, obviously, um, but everything else, I'm like, I have to make decisions, and I cut ties with everything that wasn't my death army that I still wanted to rebase because I had so much of it, I couldn't, I just didn't have the heart. I got between my stuff and the stuff I won from Chris Tomlin. I've got, I'm like, no, I'm keeping this and the Stormcast, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to let the rest of this stuff go because it's not a project I'm going to get to anytime soon. And boy, was I right. Because ugh, there's so much here in these two releases. Stormcast opened another chamber, much to the chagrin of everybody who doesn't like Stormcast, uh, much to the joy of all of us who love the Stormcast. And then the whole Night Haunt army. Holy moly! Yeah, all new miniatures, with the exception of the Hex Race, the Banshees, the Spirit Host, and the original Cairn Wraith. Yeah. But. All new miniatures, including that massive black coach. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that one I'm waiting to build. Um, yeah. You get new characters introduced. Lady Alinder shows up. And I adore that model. And I mm-hmm. love... I, I know you don't see them that often um, because the only thing that sucks about the Night Haunt army is that as more of those... Uh, as more of those units are just allowed into the regular death army, the legions and Nagash, 
they just do much better there than in their own book. Um, but boy, oh boy, would I like to do Lady Alinder and build an army around around her and the mm-hmm. cool stuff she can do. Um, this or even Kurdras or sure. Rykonor. That whole book is just, it's fun, is what it is. And the, introdu- the introduction of endless spells with malign sorcery, uh, and then also faction-specific ones, like the Shyish Reaper, the oh, yeah. much maligned Everblaze Comet. Um, it was kind of back, it was like the Everblaze back in the Comet. Wild, that's wild just the big. That's just the big comet, right? That's the comet for the Stormcast. Yeah. Oh, but I like that. When it first came out, it definitely felt like we were back in the Wild West for a little bit uh, before, I, like. The GHB came back. This was an overload. To, yeah, this was a was. bit of an overload for me. To... I, I, I burnt out. I would. I didn't. I. I almost didn't play the first month. Like uh, anything other than the starter box. Mm-hmm. It was just. It was so much happening, and I was just like, I. I don't. I'm, I can't put all these disparate parts together. Between the core rule book, which I still haven't read all of it, because it's big and there's so much stuff mm-hmm. in it. Um, malign sorcery. Moving the Necroquake through. Okay, here's what's happened, folks. Um, malign Sorcery did make Malign Portents feel... I don't want to say like a jip. Yeah, no, you can say it. But... This is our opinion, so... It was like four months later, and it was like, okay, I see why you released this. And 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 this is what I said. This is why I, I see... I, I, it wasn't a bad book. The, if you like lore, the stories in there were great. Seeing what was happening, seeing all these different armies marching on Shyish, trying to get to find out what Nagash has done. Oh my goodness, it's going to be too late, you know. Um, and they turned out we were actually really lucky because it was too late. Except it got screwed up again by the Skaven. Um, this. You know, I know a lot of people complain about. I got to buy a thirty dollars book, and then there's all these models, and I don't want to be forced to to bring them here or there or anywhere else for tournaments and things like that. It seems like a waste. Um, it was didn't you know? It was only for a few factions. There was one for each Grand Alliance, but not necessarily for. It didn't fit well into every army, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say. So I yes. could see people complaining, especially after last year with the firestorm and those rules came out, and people were like blarg. Um, mm-hmm. but these little campaigny books, I think, are going to be like I said. I think you're going to see them, and I and I like seeing them. Some they're going to be hit or miss, and you're saying, well, they shouldn't be hit or miss at thirty bucks a pop. And everything, you, I mean, whatever. Wait for it to come out. Wait to see if other people. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't mm-hmm. have you don't have to buy everything. Yeah. Um, a couple of places tried it. Tournaments. Some went better than others. Personally. I think it's kind of cool that they're trying this stuff out. And then between all these different little books, once again, once we get to AOS version three in a couple of years, we'll see which of these pan out and which stay in the big book and which don't. Yeah. And uh, we also saw the introduction of realm rules, realm magic, more generic artifacts for everybody to take with malign sorcery. Uh, so it definitely adds to kind of the plethora of options that armies have to help fill gaps that they may Need sure. help with and so. and and you know you can sit and argue till the cows come home if the good armies got just better or if it was a good thing because it 
help the weaker army. I, 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 I suddenly saw armies I didn't see getting played before as much mm-hmm. once they could grab the stuff that was in malign sorcery. Yeah, and the and, command point system. Oh, yes, that is – I liked that. I mean, I like all this stuff, but the command point uh, – because that was my biggest problem was, uh, you know, remembering or trying to find someone who had a a command that was worth using Mm because it always had to happen right at the beginning of the turn. Moving it to when it's appropriate made it so much more tactical. You know, not having to put your – what is it? So you don't have to take battle shock tests. Inspiring presence. Yeah, not having to put inspiring presence on in the beginning of a turn, but being able to wait until it was actually relevant. Yeah, because I could put it on at the beginning of the turn, and it may or may not deter you from the. It's it's more of a deterrent than anything else. Okay, well, I'll go attack all these other things then. You know, Mm -hmm. which that's one way to use it, but to actually use it strategically and being able to be like, okay, and having to save your points for it. Yeah. Instead of just every, because there were games, you know as well as I do, where it's like, oh, there's nobody I can really throw a, a arcane bolt at, so uh, I'll try to Mystic Shield, or I'll just try to do this, or uh, not, no, sorry, that was the spells. There wasn't anyone to do any of my command things with, oh, I'll just throw no battle shock on that guy. Like, it, 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 at times it was just like some another step along the way that didn't really matter. And yeah, now, now and, it matters. Yeah, because now you get to use multiple different command abilities, so you have more options in your list for characters. So this way you can take ones that you may not have taken before, and suddenly they are important pieces to your army. Yeah, that's actually a big deal, too, is it wasn't limited now to your general. Anybody who had a command ability, you can spend a point Could with anybody's. It, yeah. Suddenly, yeah, that opened the doors for different combos, different ways to use things. Um, the ability to use multiple command points and stack things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just that, it's so much better than what it was now. Yeah. Now, um, granted, some of them did get adjusted. Yeah, they needed um, so, it. So they didn't stack. And there are some people that argue that, well, they didn't go far enough. Well, progress is progress. So it's okay. And then. July had a very quiet follow-up with smaller versions of the Soul Wars box set. Um, and then the getting started with AOS Magazine with that uh, Night in Cantor. Right. The John Cena can't see me. <laughs> that, that was a, that, and that's a great, you know, before the, the old set came with a Liberator. Yeah, which, which I suppose pro. is great. You could just, but this now it's a character, so you don't necessarily need a whole rest of a unit. Um, mm-hmm. It was just that's all of this is really good. Yeah, uh, the only gripe I had with any of this was putting together the models from Soul Wars, specifically the Stormcast, because there was a lot of gaps, a lot of things didn't fit. I'm still struggling putting some of those guys together. Yeah, I will say that. Um, I agree. In fact, some of that stuff that was, you know, no glue needed, push fit. No. If you were going to, you, you, I mean, I've actually built a few of them that were the no glue needed push fits, and those things were really hard without the glue to get together. Mm-hmm. They, they ain't coming apart. They work. Those are, there's, that's no joke. Okay. Those things don't necessarily need glue. Uh, we all, of course, those, we're, we're taking that much time to paint them and everything. You don't want to take chances, so you glue them. But then you got to cut the little posts, at least cut them down a bit. 
because once you put the glue on it and try to squeeze it in there, like it get it it won't they won't close. Um, yeah. I had lots of trouble with gaps, and I will tell you, I I had to do surgery on one of my uh, one of the death characters because even when you're clipping off the sprue, just the pressure of that cut, like it it broke some of the skinny little arms. Mm-hmm. Just when I was cutting, it was like, oh, it just snapped off. I'm like, are you kidding? Uh, and you can't drill that because it's so thin. Like, I had to sit there. I actually, um, for this, I ordered up, like, half-millimeter drill bits, and I drilled it with it. And some of the drill bits I ordered were so flimsy that they kind of were bendy. I got two different sets. I actually used the bendy ones as the pins. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, I couldn't pin it proper because the uh, arm is so thin. And then as it moves up, the bones have that little you know split where it gets thinner in them. Um, so I had to wind up green stuff and making extra wraps uh, and just trying to make it look like part of the uh, part of the, the the cowl, the cloak. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, made them a little too good, you know, like, oh, this is all great, except, you know, it's so thin and so great looking that if you do anything wrong with it, 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 it breaks. So I guess we could. Through there's a negative, you know, the way they all fit together wasn't perfect. There you go. We found some mm-hmm. in June or July. The Stormcast book was pretty good, too. We didn't mention it because it's like their fourth book. Yeah, it is. Uh, they did get a whole host of new models that a lot of people argue whether or not they needed them. It's just, it is what it is. You're just going to have to move on with it really they're the um, toolbox army of this game and as more chambers open it's just they're gonna it's gonna be more um i i kind of think like the chambers are gonna open a little slower now because you don't want to they want to kind of save the next chamber for the bi- next big to do in the storyline in the world yeah because somehow sigmar foresaw everything happening uh like in like you know suddenly he's in the foundation series um but so i think those chambers will open a little more slowly so people who are upset about that don't have to be too upset um but yeah this is what a what a great couple of months i mean nothing came mm-hmm. out in august and nobody cared because we are still reeling <sighs> seriously I mean, that's five books. Five six. books. Six. Which one? Which? The six battle tomes. Then you have the core book, the GHB. No, no, I'm just talking, I'm just talking oh, yeah. in June. Yeah, it was core, five different books. Yeah, five books in June. It was, that's, yeah. This was really, it was, I was so excited. You know, everyone is, it, 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 it was totally new again. Everyone's go, jumping in, playing things. There's new things to try. Um, I would say, if anything, some people, especially the people who really liked it when first when when first edition came out, when you could play a lot more people who are more into the narrative and I think the more open play, mm-hmm. maybe not narrative as much, um, they were a little less happy because suddenly you got a whole other layer of rules added to to what was uh, a, a rather simple, as far as basic rules go, sort of game. Um, I did hear a little griping, but just not much because it was too cool. And I think even the gripers eventually just quieted down and were like, no, this actually isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. But I was super jazzed. You know what? We should take a break. Probably should. Yeah, we've been going for 
almost well, 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, so let's no, we should probably take a breather and we'll come back and finish up the year. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back with the closing months of GW 2018. And we still got a bit to talk about. Yep. Oh, as we as I did say uh, right before the break, August, they, you know, they took pity on us and our, yes. our checkbooks and said, okay, listen, uh, nothing for August. We got to put out some 40K stuff or else they're going to get mad. Um, isn't that when uh, Titanicus dropped, I think? Titanicus kill team. Kill team, um, yeah. So they had a lot of stuff. They, they you know, we're, all of this stuff's coming out just for this game system. Let's not talk about the two or three, in, you know, standalone games from their other the specialist games, um, the stuff from Forge World, and all the forty k stuff coming out. Crazy, yeah. Because they had the re-release of the Lord of the Rings game. They had all the stuff for forty k with Titanicus with uh, Blood Bowl. With Necromunda that they've been releasing, it's just been nonstop from Games Workshop. Yeah, that's crazy. So then we go into September, and the Beast of Chaos book comes out. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping you have something to say about this, because mine is still in shrink wrap. Because you're a fool. Actually, that's not true. It's not in shrink wrap. But I just really leafed through it. Like, it might as well be. Like, I just... I like... Beasts. Don't get me wrong. I just there was so much other stuff that I was still going through with all the Night Haunt and you know comparing it up with Legions and that that Beast book. I I I leafed through it and that's literally it. Yeah, that's a mistake. It's a really good book. Uh, I think it's one of the most balanced books that has come out in terms of gameplay, but it's also taking something that is so like vanilla as it were, with beasts, how they were just like the chaff. They were the things that came forward and died. Nobody cared about them to suddenly making them something more and then being able to mark them, introducing the great phrase and just reinventing them. Because dragon ogres were 
nothing like they were cool in the world that was, but now it's like these are the original inhabitants of Azir and Storm or uh, Sigmar chased them out. Um, really? And just yeah. All right. So here, okay. Let's take the three to five minutes here. Just give me the pitch. Let's say I hate beasts, and that's why I never read the book, which is not true. Tell me what's so cool about this. Give me the quick recap. Sell me on this so that I really want to cover this book. It's talking about the true children of chaos and like how they're manifested in the mortal realms, how it's not just necessarily corrupted beasts, but it's also from just natural consequences of interbreeding of the species, the reinvention of the dragon ogres as the original inhabitants of Azir. And just the recreation of what these things are in the mortal realms and where they fit into the pantheon. It's just, for me, it was a good reset for them. Cool. And then their relation to the gods, how they see that if you have to take on the mark of one of the gods, you are weaker because you had to ask for help. Really? Yeah. So marked, marked beasts are looked down upon by the other beasts? Because they had to ask for help. Because they weren't good enough on their own. That they had to beg for power, essentially. So, uh-huh. like, it's just a weird dynamic when you think about, like, the Bestigors compared to, like, Zangors, where it's like, well, Zangors have two wounds, they do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, but the Bestigors know that they are the best because they are better, because they did it on their own. Interesting. So before it was like a weird relationship where it was kind of like chaos undivided, which is what the beastmen used to be, but they worked with all the gods. Now it's we're on our own, but we'll still work with chaos. All right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Like I said, just so much happening that really got shelved. And there was also three new models or four new models. They had the three endless spells and. The Herdstone. Yeah. They didn't release anything else new. That might be part of it. Yeah. So. And I've heard some grumblings that they're not allowed to take all those chaos beasts. Is that, am I correct on that? Monsters of Chaos stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Is that not. Yeah, they've got some that were in there. Um, But it's also just like some of the Forge World specific monsters of chaos that didn't get added in. Ah, okay. So there's some of that that needs that'll be addressed, but that's besides the point. So it's just there's a lot more to it, and then in terms of just like gameplay, it is what the beastmen have been looking for, really. Because for the longest time, like bestigors, the joke was they were the worst agors because they were terrible. Aha! Uh-huh. Now they are the best agors, and it's it's an interesting army that can fit into a specific Godmark army if you're going that route, or it can stand on its own merits. Cool. Very cool. Uh, October, Night Vault comes out. Yes, the and- second season of Warhammer Underworlds. Yes, so now we actually start calling it Underworlds, because if you call it Shadespire, people stop, because, wait, do you mean Shadespire, or no, I actually mean Underworlds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, they introduced the Evocators, the Night Haunt, and then since then we've had the Eyes of the Nine, the Zinchian Warband, and the Zarbeg's Gits, so the Grots. And they've introduced magic into the system, which, as we talked about earlier, didn't 
really throw everything off. It just added something new. Um, so just that was a good box, and I think it definitely rein, reinvigorated the game because it definitely felt like it hit a lull after uh, the Far Strider release. Yeah, with the Far Striders and Magors, so it got people playing again around here, which I. I've been trying to play more Underworlds, but it's been a little well, rough. And it was—I mean, it's not like the—it's not like uh, Shadespire got bad. I still had six. Was it six or eight? Eight. Eight armies or eight whatevers. Warbands. Eight warbands. Um, but you literally had—you knew that you were pretty much done because you had all the cards. Yeah. Once all the warbands had come out, you knew by the numbered cards that you had everything here. So it was like it was complete. And people started to fall into rhythms mm-hmm. because, you know, say what you will about rapid pace of stuff coming out and then they're just going to be recycling things and coming out with books for the same thing sooner. Uh, money grab, money grab, whatever. You, If you don't put out new additions, if you don't re- renew this stuff, um, it, it, does, it, it can get a little stale. Mm-hmm. Literally on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, and someone had posted how they were all upset that Netrunner, you know, the card game, that they're not making any more stuff for it. And this was one of those things that Fantasy Flight was having where, like, every month or two you came out with another booster, you know, like the living card games where they can milk you for 15 bucks every month or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd stop. But there's a plethora of cards for that. Christopher and Harrison still play it quite a bit. If they know I'm going to be like, dude, I got to paint. I'm painting. I want to get this done. Um, he'll be like, well, I'll bring over Netrunner. Me and Harrison can play. Uh, just because a game doesn't come out with new stuff doesn't mean it's not playable anymore. But it does tend to, it's like, well, you know, it can get a little stale. So mm-hmm. Nightfall uh, completely got that kicked into overdrive again. Um, not just with because of new factions, but new innovations. And the cards, yes. I mean, the new cards, they did come out with that deck of the command cards. The leader deck. That, that was that was a miss, though. Total miss. That was bad. It had one, maybe two good cards in it, especially for far traders, because they needed the help. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that one was a bit of a bit of a miss. But they introduced new boards that didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time with the new uh, yes. lethal hexes earlier this year. Before Night Vault came out, same thing. Miss. Yeah. So that was that. November, another month off. Um, because, well, we, it was it was Orktober, uh, which means you got a new book and a couple of cars uh, r- right at the end of October when Speed Freaks came out. Um, Orktober was sort of decidedly underwhelming, although that 40K Ork book was awesome. Um, I wouldn't have mind seeing uh, AOS Ork something or other. Um, not that they deserve it more than the... But it was Orktober, so I was thinking maybe. Um, but... You know, then again, I kept saying that because I wanted to see them bring back all, you know, like incorporate all the old models. And then we had that whole discussion last episode with Iron Jaws about the the Orc Boys and why that that ain't happening. So, okay. The Orc Boys. Yeah. Um, so November we get a month off. And then December, 
Uh, it's not really a month off because Wrath and Rapture is coming out. Yeah, it comes out this weekend. <sighs> well, actually, it'd be the weekend before Christmas as a time of pre-order or as time of recording. Um, Man, they're introduced- holding off on Slanesh because they're going to take out all the gross and all the over-the-top stuff from Slanesh because it's too yeah, much. Yeah, they're dulling down. It's you know they can't do adult stuff anymore. Have you seen? I, Enrapturous. I did not realize when I first saw I'd like, oh, she's playing a harp. That's kind of cool. Nope, 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 and then nope, suddenly nope. it zoomed out, and I'm like, oh, my. Yeah, that's a human right there. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it if they're not going to have the – I don't know do they? I, I don't know if they're going to have exposed breasts anymore because people get hinky. They do. Do they? The new fiends, they have exposed breasts. Oh, that's right. All. Yeah, so yeah, they're doing it. I got, yeah, so, I, I ain't got a problem with it, and that's not being perverted. I'm just saying I ain't got a problem with it. I think it's because it was done more tastefully, as opposed to gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. If you're not it, making them all, if you're fine. not making them all look like weird plastic centerfold things, if you just. You know, hey, things have breasts is what it is, you know. Yeah, and it's proportional. It wasn't done for sake of nudity, for sake of showing a little nipple. It wasn't it lascivious. Was, it was... Yes. Yeah. It was deliberate and not over the top. But the introduction of the new Fiends models, the new Fiends rules, which are crazy. The Infernal Rapturous. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And These guys are the, going to cause trouble for my nagash. They're going to cause trouble for everybody. Um, and then the new flesh hounds of corn, they finally, finally get new models compared to those stupid geckos that they've had for a while now. Are those the no? Those are the old metal ones, right? The metal uh, fine cast ones where they had the big I, frills and they look like lizards. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if I sold mine or not. I had like ten of those metal ones. Good. Glad you got rid of them. I, th- I might have sold them. Those were awful models. Um, like the ones before where they looked like saber-toothed dogs, I didn't have that much of a problem with. But the lizard ones are just freaking terrible. But these new plastic ones, they still have some of that lizard to it, but they're more in line with like an actual dog. Right. As opposed to what we had before. And the new Karanak model is... The best boy. The best boy. Yeah, I, I keep looking at the what they give you in the set going, if you already play corn, is that stuff you need? Like, if you know, if you're going to split this box set with someone, oh, you're going to take Slanesh, I'll take corn. I feel like the... It, I don't know that that's enough to for getting started with corn, and I don't know that it's something that you necessarily need a ton of, unless you really want to replace your, your, your flesh hounds. Which I would. Uh, well, and, um, I, and, but, but the other thing is all of those things are summonable oh. with the, the blood tithe points. So even if you already have an existing corn army, you now have a little extra to summon. Uh, oh, okay. But also just Look getting at you finding the silver lining. Those new models. It's the same thing with the Slanesh stuff. I mean, granted, the fiends are new and you're going to want them. You're going to want the Enrapturous because, yes. Yeah. It's also... They now have the summoning with the depravity points too, so they have options now. So wait, now corn. They what are their their blood tithe? So that's based on units killed. 
Okay. And then Nurgle has, what is it? Contagion points. Contagion. Zinch's fate. And then they have depravity points. For Slamash, yes. Nice. I mean, it all works. I like it. Yeah, and it, they have their own charts for how many points stuff costs. But you have the rap, the Enrapturist who helps with the depravity points. You have the Fiends, which are just going to be an absolute nightmare. Is it for the Fiend? Is that the tongue attack that they've got that I read? It's the pincer oh, attack. The poison? Yeah. Okay. Or it's the stinger and the claws. They're both. It's just. And it's also. What's you the get one that a, does damage base? The, the, the damage. That's the stinger. Okay, so if it's a one wound model, then it does one damage. If it's a two to three wound model, it does D three damage. If it's a four or more wound model, it does D six damage. So yeah. it can literally anything that's not like mounted, almost any basic character can be one shotted with this. For most of these, the base characters. At least yeah, I don't remember if it's D six or D three or whatever it is. It's, it's it's a lot. It's one for one. So if you got one, it's one. If you've got two to three wounds, it does D three. And if you got four or more wounds, it does D six. I read that once and it was burned into my memory. I'm like, that's crazy. Most of your heroes on foot. I mean, unless you're getting into big ogres or orcs or something like that, a lot of these guys are only going up to about six. You can one-shot them with these things, and it's not like you're just going to have one of them. No, you're going to have you're going to see teams of six of these things mm-hmm. to get the bonus for right. the minus one to hit and minus one to wound. And now you roll. Well, I don't even know, but you're either going to roll d three for all of it or roll a d three for each one. But so your stormcast, yeah, they're in trouble. All your two wound guys, on the average, are going to roll two. They're going to just take one out for each one, and that's they can not take out your the claws. right. And that can take out your three wound guys as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's good. It's really good. Yeah, they definitely did Slanesh right uh, with Wrath and Rapture, based and on what little we've seen from this. Yeah. You know, a book's got to be coming if they're releasing new models. And not necessarily. Uh, okay. Yes. Not. Uh, uh, Where's my dark oath book, Dave? What dark elf book? Dark oath. Oh well. We got the war queen. Where's my book? That's a model. Yeah, but it's a new model. So where's my book? Yeah. That's my. That's my point. Just because we got new models doesn't mean we're going to get a new book. Doesn't mean we're gonna. But I'm. I, my money's on a book coming. With okay. with the new War Scrolls and stuff. I don't know anything. I haven't seen a new book. No one's told me about a new book. I am not claiming insider knowledge. I'm just looking forward to them finally giving us something. Um, the story's going somewhere. Maybe it doesn't happen right away. Maybe it doesn't because we still got to work out all this stuff with the malign sorcery that happened. The story's yeah. got to progress. But this is the edition where I'm looking at going, mm, yeah, we got. I know we saw the Moon Clan symbol. And we know that we've got Grotz in January based on what they showed us. But this is looking like the addition of the elves with all the, with the Slanesh story moving along like it seems to be doing. So I'm excited. There's so much on the way. We haven't even talked about the four big Christmas sets. But I'll be honest. I looked at them all and I said, I don't play any of these armies. 
And so I'm not even I, – I, I knew they were all really good deals. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, thank goodness. There's just not something else I need to pick up because it's just four armies I don't play. If I was looking to play them, they'd be a great deal. Yeah, the Daughters of Cain and the Seraphon in particular are big, big deals. Oh, yeah. So There's a lot of free merchandise in there if you go with retail on those things. Mm-hmm. So, which sure. is the four? so there's Seraphon, D-O-K, and what else? Deepkin and Slaves to Darkness. Did you pick up a Deepkin one? Was it worth it? Or not did you for just me, not need it? Because I bought all of it already. Ah, uh, okay. Like, I have four sharks. I didn't need two more. I have more than enough thralls, eels. Like, oh, for Slaves me, to Darkness. There's for your Dark Oath Queen. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a book. <laughs> anyway. If a book comes out in the next couple of months for Slaves to Darkness, I'll be like, there you go. There's your Dark Oath Queen. Now quit saying it. Who knows? Oh. But regardless, it was a big year. Oh, so much stuff. And there was a long time in between the last release of 2017 before they started in with the Nurgle book. And they did put out that Nurgle and Stormcast set a couple, you know. Light like, War, yeah, last summer. Uh, but that was really it. Uh, there was no mega anything and then this year it was like nope here we come yeah i think and that's why people were worried they were like oh it's been a few months they're probably not going to give us much hype train is dead what's happening boom shut up here it comes yeah because they had to relaunch 40k with eighth edition last year uh-huh so it was really quiet and yeah. then we have seven new battle tomes this year a new edition new ways to play tons of new miniatures and it's like, okay. I think I guessed at one point there'd be like 10 books coming out this year. I think I hit it. Well, there's guess- seven battle tomes plus Mind Sorcery, the core book, and the GHB. So, Yeah. Uh, actually, 11 if you count Malign Portents. Yeah. Well, I was pretty close. I said, I said the way they're going, I could see I could see at least 10 books because the way they, they go crazy. Some They've been going crazy the last two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So now we've gone through the year, and as is the tradition on the show, we talk about our things we like the most and the few things that maybe we like the least. And in some years, it was not hard to come up with a bottom three. This year, I'm getting in almost in the nitpicking ter- ter- uh, territory here. Mm-hmm. But so why don't we start with our bottom so we can go off with the things that we're, we didn't think were the best, and then we can end on the positive note. Do you even have three on your bottom? I know you were having trouble coming up with this, but do you have I three? I have two and kind of like a cautionary three. Oh, sort of like a almost, okay. Well, It's I'm more in- commentary as opposed to GW. Oh, okay. And I've got, uh, I managed to come up with three. In fact, I, I, I cut a couple out and changed it a bit. Uh, and some of them aren't really too terribly specific. You know, at some point, you kind of wish, like, I wish this was more like this. Um, but I got, I got my full three, so I guess that. I, so I got my full bottom three. So I'm, I, I got it all. I'm the power bottom. So, all right. Um, shall we? Shall I start off with my number three? Since you don't have a number sure. three, you just have a two and a one. Or do you do have a three? Because you have your cautionary. I have a, more of a cautionary three. Um, and this has been more centered on the community is the attitude. Um, I understand 
For some people, not everything is your cup of tea. But just because it's not yours doesn't mean you should go around pissing in other people's cereal. Um, let everyone have their fun. You're all entitled to your own opinion. But don't be a butthead about everything. Um, and I saw a lot of that. Maybe I'm more sensitive to it now. Um, well, you've always been sensitive I, to it. Like, even I you... have. But I think I'm more so because I've been involved with the process. Um, and the fruits of my labor are now getting critiqued. Um, but it's also, well, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. But also let's be honest. I mean, you, 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 you play test. Everybody knows that. Um, and you give suggestions, but that's, that's as far as, I mean, I'm assuming that they don't, that it's not like Alex said, change this, change it. You know, I mean, your, your suggestions are taken into consideration. There are, it's a process folks. And it's just one of those things like you don't have to be negative and poo poo on everything. Like let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. And you don't have to be a butthead about everything. Just it's a game. (laughs) This is our hobby. This is what we love and spend time and money on. We're not saying you can't be passionate and you can hate things. Yeah, but, no, you can. But, but don't just, don't. It's I, I, I'm I'm not trying to jump in on what you're saying, but I, I I feel like what you're saying is, if you hate it, that's fine, and you can give every reason in the world, but don't attack people because they like right. it. Yeah, and that's really what it is, and I think it's kind of subsided. But uh, with the release of the FAQ today, I think that <laughs> in the last couple of days it came back up. So just. So you yeah, didn't have you people. didn't have your number three your cautionary till like probably like the last forty eight hours. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I had my one and two for sure, um, but that third one was just it was like a reminder of how ugly things can get. So let's keep that out of here. Sure so, thing. Dave, you're three. My number three. It was a toss up. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent certain because um, I had a. A couple of things that were all like, because once again, even getting three up for me was a little rough. But I think I'm going with that Underworld character deck. Uh, oh, yep. That's a good bottom. Yeah. It's just, there was like maybe two cards in there that were worth that deck. And the rest, like you flip them through going, nope, 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 nope. So, yeah, I... I went with that instead of going with uh, the other one, the honorable mention at that point, so or dishonorable mention. So, all right, what's your number two? Number two is Destruction. Who? Um, there was not a single Destruction release um, this year, with the exception of the Fungoid Cave Shaman and Zarbag's Kits. Um, nothing else. Uh, and right. as a longtime destruction player, um, like my first army was Moon was was Night Goblins is now Moon Clan. Um, to have gone an entire year without any significant release for destruction was really kind of disheartening. Yeah, um, and I definitely feel like if we're trying to give everybody something every year, they missed. That's so legit. That's, that's a legit yeah. one. That's a legit one. All right. So my number two, and this one really is 
the, these are I'm, I feel like I'm nitpicking, but I'm just kind of so happy with how cool the stuff that I've gotten was. Um, and like I said, this whole year just with all the 40k stuff I've been playing and building and painting, and this, and then the little side games, like it's just like GW's kind of knocked my socks off, so it was hard to pick. Uh, my number two is the. That Night Haunt as a book doesn't work nearly as well as Night Haunts if you just let them be part of the Legions of Nagash. Um, I know that's a weird thing. We didn't talk too much about it, but they're allowing more units from Night Haunt Army just to be a part of the death, which made sense because I th- I thought they just would be part of that book. Like, why wouldn't it be? I thought Nagash had control over all of this stuff, so why wouldn't it all be able to be used in that sense? Uh, I understand why it's not, but the more are, the more units they keep sliding over there, uh, the more it just it works better as a, uh, a legions. Night Haunt makes a better other army than their own army, and I think that's a little weird. Like I don't know, ex- I don't have any suggestions how to fix it. Uh, I don't want to just make them allies and just keep them out of there, you know. Um, but they did that with Flesh Eater Courts, but then Flesh Eater Courts I think kind of suffered a little bit. By being mm-hmm. completely separated, uh, so I don't know what to do, but it just seems weird to me that they make a better other army than their own army. Yeah, so that's they my... just have the grave markers and everything like that to keep units alive longer. So, right, I think that was really the tipping point. But yep, I don't know. So, what's your number one? Um, I actually went with something that they actually did do this year, unlike what they didn't do or what the community did. But I, the number one thing that I found the, the, you know, it's the worst thing, the blade scythe heritance from the night haunt. Oh, uh, you picked them as a model. I picked the model, um, that unit in it of itself, um, in a release of great releases, this is probably the worst model that they put out this year. That's just me, my personal opinion. The uh, I was torn between Blade them and Scythe Beasts of, of Dread Nurgle. Scythe I like the Beasts of Nurgle because they were at least customizable. They at least make sense. They looked dopey. These things just looked like hormigons smashed together with a ghost. And we're going to give it really long hair for whatever reason it, on a skull. No, it's um, no, it's not very good. I have to. I agree with you. Um, like I said, that was one of my, uh, I guess you'd say, honorable mentions. They were in my number three spot, like them or Beasts of Nurgle. And then as I was going down the list, I'm like, ooh, that Underworld's deck bumps them both out. Yeah. No, it was – I was really disappointed with those models. Um, and then they're not seen on the table, not just because the models are not very good, but the rules aren't um, as good as other things in that book. So for them just to be, a, I would dare say, a complete miss – um, at least in my opinion. Now they were pretty bad. Um, okay, so mine um, was something that we brought up a couple episodes ago, uh, the scattered nature of the rules, which I don't think is going away because even if the next edition comes out in two years and all of these rules are incorporated in, as the story progresses, you're going to be dropping new stuff for new factions and new tri- trials and new tribulations. And I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to get necessarily get away from this, but the the going to a tournament and really kind of needing four books if you want to 
be completely prepared um, is never something I like. It just it seems to be kind of everywhere. And I, how many times we were talking about something like, wait, which book is that in? And you're like, it's in this book. I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, I don't know why I'm having trouble remembering where everything is. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I'm old. Um, maybe. But, it's, but it is a lot to keep track of now. And it's a lot extra to add when I'm transporting all my stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick a thing that irritated me the most from all the stuff this year, although those plates at Adrian's are really – oh, man. they Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. But I would say my complaints are more on a – on a just, ugh, I wish this was a little different thing than anything came up that I really was just like, oh, that's that you should have never done that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move to our top three and be a little more cheery. Yeah, this one was this was hard. This is exceptionally difficult. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff here that would easily qualify for top three. And I'm still sitting here as we're going over here, jockeying around, looking at my list and going, do I really want, is this what I want to keep here? Because this is, and this honestly, I think in a year when you got so much, so few things to complain about and so many things that are just top notch, it, it's like, I'm looking for that thing that went to 11 and it's just, there's so much here. I feel like this is, I think, well, we've been doing this thing now for what five or six years this end of the year wrap up and mm-hmm. uh this was like i think oh this is almost like my weakest list because there's nothing that stands out that's so like wow that's fine you know so but let's go there was let's no see. clear winner no and and there wasn't even a real clear loser other than that one model that you pointed out that i really can't argue with um so what do you got for your number three uh it's marathi oh okay that was yeah, okay. Go ahead. The uh, Shadow Queen and the High Oracle, like that model kit. And I even said it when we talked about her when she first came out that that was probably going to be the model of the year. You did say um, that, and you I did. were probably correct. She was on my list, and she was she was jockeying for the number one spot on my list. Yeah, she I put her as three. Um, she She's tough, I think... It was one of the three best models that they put out this year, and you could argue the other two would be the Eidolon of Mathlin and the Black Coach. Yes. They all they all came up when I was going through this as as things that could 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 wind up um on it, it, they're the things that made this list so hard. Yeah. There was a lot of Lady Alinder was one of mine, and I know she's not. Yep, she's not. You know what it is? It's that stupid veil that's over her face that's just moving it wasn't in. The and- veil wasn't the veil. It was the two handmaids. Yeah, they're great that too. Knocked me off for her, but for me, it was that you could see just that, and it has oh. to be painted the right way. But you just see the that slight of her face. Uh huh. Yes. And it, but it looked like it would. It looked right, like. It wasn't just, oh, we're kind of, uh, if you put a veil over someone like that, especially with not having her nose, uh, <laughs> you get, that's, that, it just, I was like, wow. Lady Alinder just shocked me in how fantastic she was. Um, but yeah, Marathi is totally worth, worth being at, uh, at a, at a spot like that. Um, 
my number three was Nightfall. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, just the four new kits are all so cool. Um, giving me some fresh ways to play. Uh, it it it's what I what I felt very comfortable and familiar with is now something still very new again. Yeah, and not just with the four new factions, but with the fact that you can mix up cards now. With so now there's a whole new bunch of things to build, and they even came out and and you know banned and changed some cards. You know, yeah, the banned and restricted list, which I don't have beef with. It's like, well, they not really they're really talking about they seriously want to keep this some good competitive balanced, and I uh, use that word carefully around anything Games Workshop because people get mad at you, but it. They're trying to keep it balanced and competitive and something you can come to and, and play um, like a Friday Night Magic or something like that or at a tournament. Mm-hmm. And I got no beef with the stuff that they've been doing with it. It's it's firing on every cylinder for Underworld. So I gave it to the Nightfall for my number three. Yep. What's that your was number- my honorable mention. Ah, what's your number two? Um, This one I've been flip-flopping on, uh, but it's going to be second edition. All right, so we both have the same number two. I couldn't give it number one, but it it seemed better than the number three. Oh yeah. Uh, do you want to point out anything in particular that really? I think we've talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. With what second edition did for the game between malign sorcery, between the realm rules, uh, between the command point system, it just it took the game to a different level. And even some of the small changes. I mean, not just with the command points. Uh, they fixed the the your basic spells. Yeah, they made them. So they're still good, but they're not going to be. You're just going to do the basics. You have to actually use the ones that come in the realms, or heaven forbid, you use the one on your war scroll. They be, they. You know what it is? They went from I'm always taking this, which seemed weird. You know, because it's like when you play D anD D, you know, everybody gets a magic missile, but it's nothing special. It's like you you specialize after that. Um, it becomes your last resort, and this is a good. They became good backup spells. Mm-hmm. If what you normally have isn't working, they're they're right. not bad. But they, yeah, they stopped them being the go to. Second edition, yeah, that, that's my second choice as well. It's um, I, I got no complaints. Mm-hmm. So, what's your number one? This is going to come as no surprise, uh, but Ideneth Deepkin. No, I can't. I can't say I'm shocked. I thought that would be it. Yeah. So. Uh, just, and it's not just from my own personal bias on it, but this was, I think, the release of the year for GW. It's a whole new model range, whole new background, um, and for the models to be as amazing and quality across the board. With no misses, um, I think this just hit everything that you would want out of a release. Yeah. But that's me. Uh, I love them from the word go. I just really wish that the paint scheme that they give them, the Iron Rock, uh, didn't look like High Elves. These things should be sinister. They should be dark. Um, Yeah, especially if they don't like Techless, they... I can't see them matching up his colors. Yeah. So that was the only gripe about him, but just the miniatures, the rules, the way it plays so thematically to the army and to, it's just everything that you would expect. And 
you know what? I know people are just doing the eel wanker list, but you know what? It's a book that you can find a use for almost everything. And the eel really... was, much like the snake list, if you yeah. just wanted to get into it, it was an easy way to do it. Yeah. And the eels are just ridiculously cool models. Right. But it's just that for me was the release for the year. Gotcha. That I I can't uh, I can't argue with that. So my number one, and I totally comped out and cheated. It's champions. No. Oh. I, oh. Did, I, I. You know what? I play that a lot, but I. I, I kind of kept because GW didn't make the game, and that's exactly why it didn't get my on my list. Either. Otherwise, as, as just the amount of time spent screwing around and spending money on that stupid thing. Um. Yeah, because I even I even bought a wave two boosters. I don't even get to play cards with people that much, but it's like oh, I got to scan them. Um, no, I I could not. I, I kept jostling around between all these great models they had, and there was originally like my number three spot was going to be a model because there were so many good ones, and then I realized there were so many good ones. I just have to give it. I'm giving it to their to their their team, their model making team. Just in general. the design studio. Yeah, because. Marathi is amazing, and the snakes are so good, and the eels are great, and the guy jumping out of the water is just stupid, and the black coach is suddenly this amazing, looks like it should look, you know, frightening thing come rolling through, not just Granny and Mon Pa Kettle's cart, which the other one was nice, but it's just, I mean, it looks like uh, It was dated. Yeah. Um, and now, compared to what they can do with plastic, and now you have this massive, gorgeous miniature. Right. Um, and even some of the other things that they just, you know, sort of touched up, the, the, like all the daughter's bits, the, the, the deepkin, it's just uh, bananas. The new Stormcast, I mean, yeah, they're Stormcast, and they're all kind of similar but some of the dynamic stuff going in the different characters and these models, everything from that Night Haunt, all the new stuff in Night Haunt, every bit of it. It's almost hard to paint because there's so much little stuff in there. Um, like I said, with the exception of that, uh, I didn't care for the Beasts of Nurgle because I just have a different picture of them than that. And I didn't care for, like you said, the the you know the scythe arm ladies. The Herodons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everything is so I, – I could not I could not pick just one model because I had Marathi as, as mine. I think at the end she won it for me. But I mm-hmm. felt like really that – I mean, the Great Unclean one, and she beat a Great Unclean one because there's a Forge Great Unclean one that's very similar. Not the same, but it's just so good. But even in plastic, it's like, oh, that's crazy. And then you have get all these different – Night haunt that are just—they look so fragile. They're touching on such minor parts, and 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 then talk about putting these things together. We talked about the push fit, uh, you know, with only—I mean, okay, the 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 box set with some of those stormcast not so not so great, um, but a lot of these things—they just go together so. Like I'm going over the instructions, going, "Wow, these place together. This and this is here, and this guy's here." Um, all of the Night Vault sets, the Eyes of the Nine, and the the I can never remember Gas Bags, you know, Zar Bags, Zar Bags, Zar Bags gets Zar Bags gets. I can't say enough about uh, that. Really, 
there's not a company out there putting out models of this quality. There's just not. And you could love your other games' models, and they are some beautiful models made by some of these other games. And you can even bring up Kingdom Death, although that's mostly Kickstarter. Um, I think it's... Or like the Judgment models, or even some of the Knight models for either Harry Potter or the Batman game. It's just... The consistency. And they're great. Yeah. Yeah. It's the consistency that you get in Workshop, um, as well as the scale. The scale, the consistency, and it, that they're plastic. They're just working purely yeah. in plastic at this point. Uh, a lot of these other ones that we've mentioned that are really nice are still in metals. and Or they're transitioning to resin. Um, yeah. Like you've seen with uh, Steamforge and with Night Models, they're moving in the direction for resin, but... They're very hard to customize if you wanted to convert those miniatures. And plastic, it's a little tougher, but it's still more realistic than the resin. That's true. I, I, I mean, we could go on all day on this, I, and I don't think we mm-hmm. should. Like, it's uh, lots of people are covering this. I just, I, I cannot say enough about how good of a job they did this year if they can come close to this next year and i'm not talking just the sheer quantity i don't even need the sheer quantity if they put out a book every other month and they just had another six books without all this extra craziness i would probably be pretty darn pleased you know and that you know it's it's just so good yeah uh, so that's that's you know i i had to give it to the whole darn design studio with all the, the whole model range because they're really hitting it out of the park so there we go uh, I think we're done. Yeah. And that's 2018. We will be back in 2019. Well, I will be back in 2019. Alex will be taking a breather. Yeah. Going to try. So I got some stuff lined up for the next month or so. Um, but Alex will be back. He is not leaving me. Thank goodness. Because we don't want any more of those. Yeah. Uh, those episodes. Yep. So, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for everything this year. Thanks for the patrons. Thanks to oh, thanks to the page, our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, and Christopher Sanders, our executive producer, Nick Nafliotis. Um, to all of you who are helping out with that, uh, can't thank you enough. Um, uh, I guess that's it. If you want to leave us a nice iTunes review, we'd appreciate it because we're trying to build them back up again. Um there's a lot coming. There's a lot that we're working on for next year um, and even coming up soon. So uh, the YouTube channel is coming back up. Uh, Brandon was here just the other day. We've got the camera going now. we got a better, much better camera. All we need to do is get some better mics to sync up stuff, and that's coming back. So everything's going to be coming up roses in 2019. And Alex? Dave? Until next time, and you have a wonderful time with the baby birth. You have a wonderful time with that baby. Um, Say hi to Carrie Ann for me, and um, I will talk to you soon, but we will talk in this way in a few months. So, Yes. I will see you at some... in February. I'll be back. Oh, wow. That's quick. That's awesome. Uh, The quicker, the better, because I will miss you. So... I will talk to you soon, Alex. Happy 2018, everybody. And until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure.
You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer, and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums. That's tga.community. Or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening. want to thank you, Frank. Don't mention it, Marvin. And I also want to thank all you out there for watching. Please remember the moral of tonight's show. Put your troubles away until tomorrow. If you're lucky, someone will break into your house tonight and steal them.